Welcome to Pegging Coffee Talk. Here are your hosts, Oswin and Lord Knight. Welcome to a special edition of Pegging Coffee Talk. Today we have with us Lady Crow Moon, uh, who has been an active part of the South Carolina upstate pegging community since 2011. She is one of the founders of uh, several covens and is now currently the High Priestess of Mystic Crow Coven in Greenville, South Carolina. She has volunteered for every Pagan Pride Day and Carolina Pagan Fest since 2011 in upstate South Carolina, and she leads public rituals at Mystic Hideaway in Greenville, South Carolina. And the whole reason she's here today, in 2010, she founded Crow Glen Pagan Services to reach out to Pagans who are incarcerated. Welcome. We are so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So actually going into the prison system. Yes. What got you started in on this? Well, I did become a pen pal with somebody um, in prison. And before I did this, I had never, as far as I knew, known anybody who'd even been arrested. So I was a bit naive. But we were pen pals, and then I met uh, two people in the upstate pagan community who had been uh, inmates, and they all told me how much the inmates needed help from the outside because the Christians and the Muslims had plenty of people, plenty of help, but pagans did not. So I was lucky enough to go to a meeting that Holly E. Moore uh, was able to invite me to where I was able to talk to all the South Carolina chaplains um, and explain what I was doing. And that's how it got started. You, you seem to have to have gone uh, quite a way just to get into the system. Was there something preventing you from that? Well, um, <laughs> Wiccans don't have a very, very good reputation because we're Satan worshipers, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> See, I knew I forgot to do something last time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and um, I will say that there was a group that ruined um, the reputation of Wiccans at one of the South Carolina prisons, and I had to overcome their bad behavior. How hard was it to overcome? It wasn't hard because I'm so charming. <laughs> no i just um i was always very serious and they knew that i meant to help i did get into a a good relationship with the uh, chief chaplain he always liked me so that helped and i used him his power so to say several times just to get chaplains to do things but now it's running pretty smoothly now, now, your first time going into this, I got, I got to ask. So you, yes. you, you're walking into the, a prison for the first time. Yes. How scared were you? I was pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty nervous. Which makes me got to ask, how was your expectations to what really happened? I was very pleased. The first inmates who invited me at Kershaw uh, Prison they brought just four people together. They shared a meal for me, for with me, a meal that they created from their canteen, which, by the way, can be very good. Prison food sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> it, it really is. But when they make things from the canteen, they have they even have recipes. They have a, a, a 
recipe book somewhere and it's very good. Have you had any scares walking into any of these prisons? <laughs> scares. Uh, no, I think the worst time I walked in uh, was at an L3 prison, which is the highest level of, of security. And um, they wouldn't let me go out in the yard. <laughs> oh, no, I went out in the yard. I went into the chaplain uh, chapel and... Um, they wouldn't let me out because somebody had started masturbating in the yard. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got him taken care of and then they closed the, uh, they closed the yard down and I had to go home. So, so, so what's it like being a woman in a male going into these male prisons? Do you, do you feel secure and all that? And comfortable? I feel, I feel, I feel very secure. Now, I do. Before I go in, I, I always bring my protective stones. I wear black tourmaline and black onyx, and I do protective work as I enter the prison. And, and it's not so much the prisoners, but the deeply negative energy that's in a prison that I need to protect myself again. Mm. Luckily, I'm well-respected by the inmates. I let them know from the beginning that I've never been incarcerated, but I've done things in the past that would have put me in prison the 70s, my party decade, but I didn't get caught. I didn't get caught, and they did. I treat them with respect, uh, which they do not get a lot of. Wiccans in prison rarely get it from the other inmates or guards or staff. They get laughed at and teased and even bit beaten up. When somebody from the outside comes in, they treat me very well, and they're just grateful to have somebody from the streets. What's some of the challenges you've had? I mean, getting stuff for the prisoners and or the inmates. Right, like materials, I, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, donating books is very hard because um, most of the prisons require that the books come from the uh, publisher. So if I'm donating books, I have to, I can rarely mail them to a prison at, uh, outside of South Carolina. But I have to take send them through the chaplain. The chaplain has to okay it. Used to in South Carolina, they got a book, any kind of Wiccan book, and it had to be approved by the state, which could take months. Right. So things have gotten better. But uh, don't any things, I, I have to be very careful about what's considered contraband. So what kind of challenges have you been having as far as teaching or having to change your classes or your style, considering these people are incarcerated and there are certain things that they can't just go out and do like, you know, we can on the outside. Right. Teaching is difficult because the inmates are in and out. Some are transferred out. Some are transferred in. Some are in jail, which is solitary, and they, they can't come to class. So nothing is consistent. It's very uh, so. I would try to bring in a subject; they would be all interested. But the other guys didn't get the information. I might have handouts, but uh, I think that's the frustrating part. Is uh, oh, and I they consider me their high priestess. Most of them do. Uh, they consider me their high priestess, but um, I can't help them. I cannot communicate with them outside of prison. I can't send letters. I can't have an email with them. Well, of course, South Carolina prisoners don't get any email. But anyway, that's inconsistency is, is probably 
and go into a person traveling for two or three hours and then they have to shut the yard because of some incident that's happened. So I just drive back. That's frustrating. So what kind of services do you offer inmates? Okay, well, and I do want to remind anybody in your audience that if they have a loved one um, who's in a pagan loved one who's in prison and they want to get my newsletters or write to me, they can do so. And you'll have my information at the end, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. I send out seven newsletters, eight per year. I have a 60-page document that is a condensed version of what I teach in my year in a day, plus including uh, stuff to help the inmates because there's certain things they can't do. They can't have fire. Um, they can't have glass. Certain things they can't have. 60-page document that is good for training. And I also have four videos of like Wicca 101. They can download it from Google Drive. They can download anything, any of my documents from Google Drive. Or I can send uh, the chaplains an MP3 of the videos or a DVD of the videos. Now, now, when you're working with other people, other pagans, are, yes. are you offering them any type of training and stuff to get into the prison systems in their state, who to contact? I haven't had that. I've had a difficult time with volunteers. I sent out uh, information about volunteering to the Southeastern Pagans and to a lot of my local Pagan groups for South Carolina and upstate, and I just don't ever get anybody to volunteer. I think it might be, it might be scary to them. I don't know why they, we don't have more. Well, well, hopefully we can get some answers from the podcast if... <laughs> right. Yes. I, I have to tell you, um, I've learned a lot from these many years. Through many hours of contemplation, I've learned that all of us, under the right circumstances, can do something that could put us in prison. Uh, we can do anything to survive, and that includes killing somebody. We have, all have equal balances of emotions that can set us off to either do something heroic or devastating. And as Wiccans, we have our cycles of birth, life, death, and rebirth. And I know for a fact that in past lives, I've done horrible things to other people. I've been thrown in dungeons, I've been murdered, and I have murdered others. And there's no way I'm going to condemn these people for what they've done in this lifetime, because we're all capable. Well, I mean, they, they need a chance to grow spiritually. Yes, and, they do. And Everybody deserves and, and it seems like to me you're trying to create this network to where, like you said, you have these prisoners that don't have consistency. Right. It would be nice to if someone went from South Carolina to North Carolina that someone like me could easily walk in there and just pick up where you left off. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that. Because there are so many inconsistencies. It, what, now, what about the relationship between the inmates and their families? Are the families getting in touch with you or anything? Or Every once in a while, a family member will get in touch with me, but not, not typically. No, and a lot of inmates' families have um, just given up on them, especially the sex offenders. Their families don't want them around, and, and I understand that. But they also deserve 
a right to grow spiritually. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, you are some of these people's only spiritual and emotional support. Right. Yes. That's why I feel so strongly about helping them. I have to admire you so much for doing that. Thank you so much, sweetheart. That's that's so sweet. So sweet. You know, it takes a lot to do that for people. To stand it really there. does. It really does. Yeah, well, um, are, are you talking about for me to do what? Uh, yes, I mean, I, it seems like it'd be a little uh, emotional for me to do it at times, uh, but I, oh. I see how you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I get as much from them as they get from me. I get letters from inmates thanking me just because they're my news. I got one yesterday. My newsletter helped him through a bad time. I get artwork. I they they contribute stamps so I to help uh, with my finances. They they just I get rewarded for this, so it's it's equaled out. That's awesome because I know inside the system, inmates don't have a lot of currency. They don't have a lot of things that they can actually offer. So. Great. No, they don't. That uh, I think that's fantastic that they're giving back to you yes. for giving to them. Yes, that's that really is that humbles me so much that they have so little, but they're still giving some to me. It's just amazing. That is awesome. So now I gotta ask because we've been really serious up to now. <laughs> you you got okay. what's the funniest thing that's happened to you in all this? <laughs> hey, all right. Well. I'm- I'm going to start off with one of my favorites. There's this, uh, at one of the prisons, I get like two hour session with them. So we'll do the lesson and then I have an hour where we'll talk. And sometimes they'll take me in a little corner to, um, to talk about spiritual experiences. But one of the guys, little tiny guy, so he's small and he's young and he's cute and he's in there uh, he, don't ever ask them what they're in there for. They will tell you if they want you to know. Um, so he was in there for burglary. And he said, you know, I've been in here so long. And, and they got me so when I was so young that I've never been able to go to a titty bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in that same prison, uh Another guy, an older guy, uh, asked me to come over and talk to him about a spiritual experience. And he, he leaned in and just now, do you know what matricide means? And here I am alone in the corner with him, and I'm going, yes, I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and another one. Uh, then I have a white supremacist that I... I I have to serve whoever comes to me. Right. White supremacists are my least favorite people in the world. So let me put it that way. We were talking and he was saying, you know, races shouldn't mix. They shouldn't mix together. And I said, well, races have been mixing for thousands of years. And he said, well, they shouldn't have. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. But anyway. What about anything weird? That spooky something, anything? Because these prisons are full of stuff. I was just wondering. Yes. Any spooky stuff? Yes. <laughs> I don't see spirits. I feel spirits. Uh-huh. And um, when I go into a room, 
I can tell. When I used to go into, I had to teach in a big common room that was usually uh, a visiting area. And there was one corner where they would put us and I didn't feel good in that corner. So I would just be, I'd be throwing my light out there saying, you know, don't come near me. Typically we're in chapels and they have better energy, but I have, I've actually looked into the eyes of an inmate, not that I worked with, that was pure evil. It wasn't anger. It wasn't hatred. It was evil. Um, so that kind of energy is in there. I, I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look at him. Wow. But then I've got these guys that uh, are, they know, like a lot of my sex offenders say, I don't want to be released because I know I'll, I'll offend again. And some inmates say, I've been in here and I've learned so many lessons, not that I wanted to learn them, but I've learned lessons that I never would learn anywhere else. And then the others say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish prison on my worst enemy. Wow. Very emotional sometimes. Sounds like it. Yes. I, I, again, I just got to say, I think what you're doing is wonderful. Thank you. And, and I really do hope this gets you some volunteers and some help and people out there, you know, willing to contribute a little bit. No, we will well, put in the, uh, all her info into the descriptions yes the, the, the <laughs> yes. website email address all of that will be in the uh, description i'll be glad to help anybody but they would be on their own but i would support them and help them through whatever they wanted to do i'm not going to tell them what to do i'm going to i'll train them but uh they'll be able to if they will want my training stuff, they're welcome to it. If they have training stuff, they're welcome to use that. It's serving the people in prison, the inmate. If you were able to do a small lecture on just how to interact, I mean, I don't Oh yeah. Know. Oh yeah. Some of these, these, some of these guys are quite intelligent and charismatic yes. and can take advantage of a situation real fast. And if you're not trained to recognize that, you're going to step yes. in the pole. You don't want to. Right. <laughs> yes. I know. I, I need to tell you this. Um, inmates can be very manipulative. Uh, they have to survive where they are. One inmate told me that that everyone in prison has to have a, a hustle to survive. And uh, I, funny part is I learned about the manipulation in a hard way. One inmate told me that I could email him through a kiosk they had, but I didn't realize it. I wasn't able to, I shouldn't have done that because volunteers aren't allowed to contact inmates in SDDC. Mm. But this lesson did give me some street cred. I was in an L3 prison, which is the highest security. And the chaplain found out that I'd e emailed the inmate and he threw me out. He escorted wow. me out to the exit. I was thrown out of an L3 prison and that's my street cred. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, I mean, are there some of these places that you go where, you know, you have these uh, chaplains and they're maybe a little too overcritical of you? They're never critical to me, to my face. I send out newsletters to over 100 chaplains. Some of the chaplains have contacted me. I send those newsletters out, but I don't know who will actually give them to the inmates. I found out that one uh, prison that I'm visiting now, I sent him the Lunasad newsletter 
two weeks before Lunasad, I went visited the prison two weeks after, and they still hadn't received him. He, he treats me very nicely, that chaplain. He talks to me sweetly, but he does nothing. And I have other chaplains that are all for me. They work with me. Uh, they thank me for what I'm doing. So uh, you just never know. You just have to do the best you can do and let the rest go. So it's not only the inmates who can be somewhat manipulative, it's also the chaplains. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have learned a lot about people doing this. Oh, I'll bet. Yes. And just overall interactions. Yes. Any other questions you have? or? I was going to ask, if someone wants to volunteer... Yes. And they contact you, what kind of yes. what kind of training or information can they expect to get? Well, right now they can get me talking to them because I haven't I haven't <laughs> created a document. But now that I, this podcast is here, I, you guys are going to make me create a whole new document, aren't you? Thanks. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> I, we want you to succeed so bad. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Y'all are helping me tremendously. Uh, I really appreciate this. I know we appreciate you coming on. Uh, You you have been the most wonderfulest guest I have ever had. Oh, honey. Uh, No, no, I can't say nothing. You're the first one I've had. Just ruin, the, ruin the moment. <laughs> and I thought I was so special. <laughs> oh, you know, you're my favorite daughter. I'm your only daughter. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> I'm an only child, so I know that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys are fun. We do have your, your website and your email, but uh, yes. if somebody wants to donate money, is there a way that they can do that? Do you have a um, a, a portal or PayPal or anything? I do. They at this point they'll have to send me a check. Okay. Um, I tried to set up PayPal for uh, for Glenn, but um, I had so many problems. I just said forget that. Uh, so right now it just has to be by a check. Okay. Or cash. <laughs> I'll take either. Cash is always good, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, are you um, are you a nonprofit? I am a nonprofit. I I am a nonprofit, and I'm a charity in South Carolina. I'm also having some issues with them, so let's not go into that. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I yeah. completely understand. Right. <laughs> I'm not good with forms and filings and I'm always messing up. So <laughs> So if anybody wants to volunteer to help with that, she'll gladly take that. Yes. Out. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll take all the help I can get. Trust me, I hate that paperwork too. Every time it comes up I gotta go, uh, no, yeah. can I bang my head up yes. against something right. instead? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you shout out your contact info for us, please, darling? <laughs> yes, I can. This is my contact information. Crow Glenn, C-R-O-W-G-L-E-A-N-N. That's an old-fashioned Scottish way of spelling Glenn. It's crowglenn at gmail.com. 
And you can also look up Crow Glen Pagan Services on the web. Awesome. Just remember how Glenn is spelled. G-L-E-A-N-N. Right. Anything else you'd like our listeners to know? I just want them to know that inmates are people who've made, made bad mistakes. Uh, we all do. Not saying that some of them don't need to be in there, but uh, the system is not very kind to them. And if you want to, ha- if you want to help people, help these people, you will grow and learn. And it is a good experience. At least it has been for me. That's it. Again, I want to thank you for being on. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another episode. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Please visit us at lifetempleseminary.org for more information, as well as links to our social media. Facebook, Discord, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We travel down this trodden path, the maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.